Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. Amen. Can you welcome about 10 people that you've not seen this year? And just tell them, I'm so excited that you are with me this year. Amen. You know, I have a dream, right? That 10 years from now, Eva and I will be walking through the airport and the family will walk up to us and say, Sir, do you remember that day that you said we should greet our neighbors? So if you're new here... <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. Why are you fighting me? It's not a good dream. It's not a good dream. We are rooting for a dream. Okay. I don't say collect numbers. I say greet. Okay, welcome home, everyone. Welcome to week two. Hallelujah. Today is the second Sunday in the month of January and the second Sunday in 2022. Can we just appreciate the Lord this morning? Amen. God has been faithful, yes? Um, God kept us through last year and he's keeping us this year again. Amen. So, um, fasting starts tomorrow. Hallelujah. Yes, I love that. We are starting our fast tomorrow. And um, Joel 1 says we should proclaim a fast. We should call a solemn assembly. Amen. We are proclaiming a 21-day fast where as a family, we are gathering to seek the face of God and to ask for strategy, to ask for insight, to ask for vision concerning the year. Amen. We don't want to do the year on our merit or on our own wisdom alone. We want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? As we make important decisions, decisions about relationships that you go into, decisions about businesses and finance, decisions about ministry, decisions about our collective tribe, that the Lord will grant us insight. And that is why we are waiting for 21 days. Amen. Now, I want to encourage everyone to partake of this. Now, fasting is not just abstinence from food. Do you understand? You are just going on a hunger strike if you don't um, engage spiritually. If you don't engage in prayer and focus on what, we, on what this fast is for. So, we fast, number one, to enjoy God. Number two, we fast with expectations. So every one of you, I need you to document things that the Lord will reveal to you. Are you with me? I was sharing with the leadership on Friday things that the Lord shared with me as far back as September of 2018. That is just coming into fruition. You see, um, as much I love um, the prophetic word as much as the next man, you understand, like uh, this year we're saying is the move of God. But some of us need to obey things that he told you three years ago. Some things are still hanging because <laughs> you've not moved from that one and your entry movement now. It is well. But um, I really want us to enter this season. Number one, you're entering to enjoy God. So you're cutting off distractions, entertainment, you're cutting off food, and you're just... Um, if you so permit, but I want, if you have a health condition, please, if you're, you have a health condition, if you're pregnant, I strongly encourage you to continue um, feeding. However, fast. It's not just food. Cut off distractions. Do you understand? Join the prayers and let's pray together. Amen. So every 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. we'll be gathering on our um, platform on Mixler, um, Mixlr slash um, the tribe Abuja, 6 a.m., 6 p.m. Do not miss it. And probably we'll be doing maybe an Instagram devotion. I'm yet to devotional. Um, I'm yet to clarify how that will work. So please, please partake of this. Amen. Uh, then, first Sunday 
in February, we are doing something called Vision Sunday. And in both houses, Tribe, Lagos, and Abuja, we are gathering to hear the vision that our pastor, Pastor Ferdinand and Pastor Lily have for the house. Amen. They will cast vision for the year. So I want to encourage you to partake of that as well. But the day before that, all servant leaders will have like a one-day retreat, like a prayer breakfast where uh, we'll gather and we'll just share some things as well. So fifth Saturday, please just put that in your mind. Um, we're having servant leaders retreat. Sunday, 6th of February, we have our Vision Sunday. But for the next 21 days, 10th to 30th, we are having what? Fast forward. Hallelujah. Okay, if you're just joining us, we started a series last week called Ambitions. And this is week two. Last week, episode one, I taught on first things first. Can we remember what I said? I said, number one, you should what? Pray first. You should what? Give first. You should fast first. You should what? Serve first. And lastly, you should love first, which is the most important thing. Hallelujah. Our vision here at the tribe is to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through his son, Jesus Christ. So our duty here is when we gather, <clears throat> we gather to know God, to know his truth, to know his love in word, in deed, in community. Amen. Then what we have experienced, we run and say, come and see what I've experienced. So we know, then we go out, make known. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we started this series last week. I said first things first before we go into the details. And um, I said this is, these are some of the things we need to start. You need to build a prayer culture, your giving culture, your serving culture. That you're not just serving um, a church. You, you through plugging yourself into your local assembly, you are serving God. You are helping advance the gospel and the message of the gospel of the kingdom. Amen. So today we're doing... Um, episode 2, and I've titled it, Every Tribe, Every Nation. Everyone say it with me. Every tribe, every nation. Hallelujah. Can we open to Revelations 5? Revelations 5. I will just start reading from verse 1 so that you have proper context. Revelations 5 from verse 1. It says, and I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside on, on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to lose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to lose its seven seals. Verse 6, And I looked and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as though it had been slain having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and a golden bowl full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Verse 9, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain. And have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth. Glory to God. Amen. This text for today, I mean this episode is inspired by this verse. But the... the um, text that actually inspires the whole series is from Romans 15, 15. Let's go there. <clears throat> Romans 15, 15. It says, because of the... 
because of the grace given me by God to be a minister of Christ, in the priestly service of the gospel, <laughs> what's happening? Just... Okay, let's start again. Let me take this. Thank you. Romans 15, 15 says, But on some point I have written to you very boldly by way of reminder, because of the grace given me by God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service, in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Can I get a hanky, please? In Christ Jesus, then, I have reason to be proud of my work for God. For I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience. I want us to take note of this. By word and deed, by power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Illyricum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel. And this is where this series is inspired from. It says, and thus, I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. Amen. Father, we ask this morning that you speak through me, you speak to me in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that our ambitions match up, that your ambitions become our ambitions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Often when we hear about the word ambition, we, it's used sometimes in a negative light, right? We think of um, people that will, do, that will stop at nothing to achieve what they want to achieve. And last week, we defined ambition as what? A strong urge or zeal to accomplish something or to succeed. Amen? But I believe that the word has redemptive qualities. Paul says he has made it his ambition to do what? To minister to the Gentiles in what? In word, deed, signs, and wonders, and by the Spirit of God. Glory to God. He says he has made it his ambition to preach Christ where Christ has not yet been named. Hallelujah. To preach Christ where he has not been named. And he says, by the way, I have fulfilled my ministry from Jerusalem all the way to Illyricum. He has fulfilled his ministry, but he says now he's looking for new frontiers. He's looking for new ground to break. He's looking for new places to pioneer. And in Romans 1.5, he says he has received what? Grace and apostleship to what? To to the Gentiles. And I believe that the Lord this season has given us that grace as well. The, the gift of the, uh, there's, I believe there's the gift of the apostleship and there's the gift of the, um, the office of the apostle. Now, almost everybody um, has that title of apostle. I, you know, God is not really interested in titles. How, are you doing the work? Do you understand? But the I want to define it, uh, um, an apostle in the Greek is a special messenger. Do you understand? Is a special messenger, is a special envoy. You are called to go into a space and pioneer and to colonize. So I believe that collectively, the tribe, God has given us that grace to minister in spaces where Christ has not been named. Last year, we learned that the Lord has other sheep that are not yet part of this fold, as he was telling people. So we have to go into the wild. Amen. He says, I am sending you out as sheep amongst wolves. So therefore, being gentle as doves and be as wise as serpents. I believe that the tribe, the Lord is gracing us this season to enter into spaces, to pioneer, to reach people. Because the gospel is not meant for you and your household alone. The gospel is meant to go to the ends of the earth. Amen. Acts 1.8, it says, Tari, wait. Sorry, that's Luke, but in, in, in um, Acts 1.8, it says, but the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Jesus was about to ascend, and they were asking him, Lord, when are you, by the way, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? And he said, that is not for you to know. It's not for you to know the times and the seasons that the Father has said. Concerning my return, he says, but what? You shall receive power. He was trying to shift their focus, like, rather than you, because he knows us, we will want to... Um, do what we want to do. Do you understand? And in the next 12 months, when Jesus is coming, we'll arrange our lives. <laughs> no, he's saying, no. 
Wait in Jerusalem, tarry in Jerusalem, and the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you be my witnesses. The, the Holy Spirit's primary goal is so that you can bear witness to Christ. Amen. He says, but the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and can be my witnesses where? In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and towards the ends of the earth. Do you know they were following this? Jesus showed, and um, the Holy Spirit was poured out in Jerusalem, and in Samaria, and all these other places. Then, they were just enjoying themselves. God had to use hunger to tell Peter that the gospel is not for you alone. There's a man that is waiting for the gospel. And that's how he met who? Cornelius. Hallelujah. After Cornelius, they were still staying in Jerusalem. The Lord used persecution after the death of Stephen. And the Christians were told, scattered. And if you go through, and uh, we did a series, we did not finish it, we'll probably see how we can bring it back. We did a series on the book of Acts in 2020, and I preached a message called Scattered Together, and because we could not, then we were online, and we were not meeting physically. So I was like, is it possible that the Lord has scattered us so that we can gather people again? So the Lord scattered people, and we are told of a man called Philip. And Philip went to the, um, he encountered the Ethiopian eunuch, and he went to Samaria, and he preached the gospel. And we are told that joy filled the city. So the gospel is not, the gospel is a movement. When we say we are the move of God, it's not that we are inventing something new. Do you understand? God is already in motion. When we are saying God should do something new, he's already moving. Your own is to by the Spirit, find out what he's doing and partner with him and be part of that move. Are we together? Are we together? So I want you to see something that as much as God is interested in this space, he's interested in the tribe of Abuja, he's interested in the city of Abuja, he's interested in Jerusalem and Samaria, he's interested in what? To the end, interested in all nations. He's interested in, uh, um, that the gospel reach the ends of the earth. Jesus said in Matthew 24 that it's when this gospel is preached to the ends of the four corners of the earth, that what? Then I will return. So there's a, you know how um, we are told to start local but think global, <laughs> right? It's, it's like that for us. We start in Jerusalem, but the goal is to the ends of the earth. The goal is to the ends of the earth. So, Paul had this mission that what? I've made it my ambition to go anywhere Christ has not been named. And one man changed the whole of Europe and, and parts of Asia. One man. One man. Europe has never been the same because Paul made it his ambition to preach Christ where Christ has not been named. One man changed the entire of Europe. Then John, on the island of Patmos, sees this vision of people from the Bible. He says that they have been ransomed from every tribe, every tongue, every people, and every nation. Glory to God. So, but this is not a New Testament concept. God has always been interested in nations. What was his promise to Abraham? He says, what, you'll be a father of what? Many nations, if you were to count that, um, because he, he called Abraham and said you should count the stars, right? And Abraham said he couldn't count. And he says, your children will be as many as the stars. I said, you'll be a father of many nations. If you were to count the direct lineage of Abraham, you will probably just get about 14 nations. The 12 sons of, um, what's his name? Of Jacob, right? The 12 sons then... Esau's, um, I think two boys, Edom and um, one other nation. I can't remember the name. But you, that's, if we were to check the direct lineage of Abraham, you just come to about 14 nations. But how then will Abraham be the father of many nations? Paul said that if you believe in the gospel, if you believe in Christ, you share of the same promise that Abraham has. He says that if we believe in Christ, when we come into the faith, what happens? We enter into an, uh, an inheritance, the same inheritance. We become children of Abraham as well. So we've been grafted into the family of Abraham. So that is how Abraham is the father of many nations. Not true um, direct genealogy. It's a spiritual thing. 
Are you tracking with me? Everyone tracking with me? So God has always been interested in nations. The prophets prophesied that a time is coming that people will come from every nation to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 2. David sees this. He sees the nations gather. And we see God laugh. He says, why do the nations? He says, God, he laughs. The Bible says he laughs in derision. Do you know what it means to deride somebody? You're laughing and you're mockingly laughing at that person. You're point like, do you understand? Like, really? He says, the nations gather against the anointed. He says, the nations gather against the anointed. But in Psalm 2 verse 8, he says, you are my son. Ask of me, and I'll give you the nations as your heritage. I'll give you the nations as your inheritance. Um, Isaiah 60, he says what? Arise, what? Shine. What? The light of the Lord is upon you. He said what? Nations will come to the brightness of your rising. Hallelujah. Nations will come to the brightness of your rising. Kings will come to your light. God has always been interested in nations. Isaiah 49 verse 6, he says, It is too small a thing that I will make you to unite the tribes of Israel. But he says, I will make you a light to the nations. Hallelujah. This promise, of course, it was pointing to the Messiah. It was pointing to Jesus. But Jesus said what? That you are a city on a hill. You are the light of the world. So that promise, we share in that prophecy and that promise as well. Amen. That it is too small a thing that you should be a local champion. I'm not saying that is bad. And some of us, the Lord, and, and, and we see uh, Peter is sent to the Jews. But Paul is sent to the Gentiles. I'm speaking specifically to our house. To our house. And I said that what? That the Lord is calling us. The Lord is calling us, I believe, to the city and beyond. However, I want us to see our place. God said that what? You are the light of the world. Jesus said you are the light of the world. That you are a city on a hill. Stop deeming yourself. Are you with me? He said, um, Isaiah 60 is not a suggestion. He says, arise, shine. Arise, shine. He did not say, allow your light to shine. It is a command. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Amen. It is a command to shine. So many of you, doubt, guilt, the thoughts in your head, depression, anxiety, hindering you, Dimming your light, you must let go and allow the Lord manifest. Hallelujah. We've been praying from Zechariah 8 verse 20. It says, a time is coming that people from every city will come and will hold your robe and say, I want to know your God. I want to know the God that you serve. Take me to your God. But that will only happen when we arise, shine. If you read the Amplified Arise, shine, arise from that depressed state that you're in. Tribe Abuja, this year, you're not going to live in a depressed state. And what I mean by depressed state is not just a mental state of mind. I mean like you will, you will do all that the Lord has. You will do all that the Lord permits you to do this year and even more. Amen. Amen. So the first thing we must understand is that God's ambition has always been for the nations. God's ambition has always been for the nations. But here's the thing. Nations is not defined in the Bible, not just as um, a political geographical space like the nation Nigeria. So in the 70s, a group of people, there was an um, evangelistic um, conference and where they gathered and they were like, These, that the gospel actually has touched every nation. But it doesn't mean, I mean like um, nation state now. But it doesn't mean that it has reached every people. So um, what they did is they, they redefined what nations mean. It was not just a political thing, right? They saw it as people groups. Everyone say with me, people groups. One more time. People groups. Amen. So they saw it as people groups. So 
how we are defined, how I will want to extend this definition to say, it's not just that we are saying, Lord, send us to Nigeria, but send us to people groups. So the Lord may send some of us to like literal tribe, like ethno religious, I mean, ethno ethnicities, right? Tribes, ethnic groups. Some of you, the Lord may send you to specific villages or we may know missionaries that have come to our villages and established churches or schools or whatever. And they served, they, they translated the Bible into specific languages. But there are still people groups that still need to be reached. Extend this especially at the tribe, to say that the Lord, I believe, wants us to reach people groups, for instance, in the creative space. Amen? In the entrepreneurial space, in the business space. Hallelujah. In the political and governance space. There are people groups that they may have heard the gospel, but they, they know of Christ, but they've not encountered it. Are you with me? Guys, I'm not losing track of anyone, yeah? Because when... when John sees the vision in um, Revelations 5, 9. He says what? He saw people ransomed from every tribe, every tongue, every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every peoples. So peoples, when the Lord is saying that he wants that um, the gospel be preached to every people, every, every nation, I believe he's talking about people groups. I believe he's talking about people groups. So there are people that you know and I'm, there are people groups that you know that the gospel needs to permeate their, their sphere. Hallelujah. Because this house, don't get it twisted, we are an evangelistic ministry. We will sponsor the gospel. I believe that we will plant churches, not necessarily that they'll be called the tribe, whatever city, but that we will build churches in villages to the ends of the earth. Amen. There are pastors that all they need is a hundred thousand naira. Some of you, that, that's in two days, you've, you've done away with that. I want us to see the gospel in that way. That the gospel is not just for the city of Abuja because we are the tribe of Abuja. But the gospel is for Abuja and beyond. That we are to reach people groups. So, so many of you, your workplace, God is not just sending you there to earn a salary. God is placing you there as a priest, as an apostle to what? Preach the gospel through your works, through your words, through your deeds, through signs and wonders, through the spirit of God. Amen. I want you to redefine how you see jobs. You're not just going into a sector because it would be a cool thing on your resume, on your, or on your LinkedIn, or on your bio. You are going there as an emissary of God. You're going there as an envoy, as an ambassador, reconciling lost sons back to the Father. Are you with me? Amen. God is looking for people groups. Amen. So there are many creatives here at the tribe Abuja. Steward that community. Steward that place. You're a photographer. Call, call photographers. Say, hey, can we have, let's have a prayer breakfast. You're an artist. Call at, hey, what, let me pray over you. Do you understand? God is not just interested in, like, I want you to see beyond your immediate circle. So like the um, evangelist about 40 years ago had to redefine what nations meant. And they said that there, there are thousands of people that are yet unreached. That even though the gospel may have reached their country, some of them have never really heard the gospel. Because it is not enough to just enter Nigeria. Do you understand? There are still spaces there are villages that the gospel hasn't reached yet. You know, up until the 2000s, they were discovering villages or people that were still living naked. They were cut off from civilization in our country. In our own country. So I want us to see beyond that. Do you understand? Like, I want you to partake of it in your actual giving that you say, Lord, 
Use me as a vessel unto honor. And I will, let, him, let your ambition be my ambition because God is interested in all the nations. Hallelujah. He says, you are the light of the world. You're not just the light of the city. You are the light of the world. So God wants the gospel to be planted in Jerusalem all the way to the ends of the earth. Glory to God. Amen. I've not lost track of anyone, right? So God is interested in every tribe and every nation. We must start seeing as he sees. Our prayers must be that ambitious. That God should use you in that regard. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. You know, God's plan has always been to co-create with humanity. That's why when he left Adam in the garden, of, in the garden city of Eden, he told him to what? To have given you dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air. He says, anything you name them, that's what their names will be. He says, have dominion over the earth. God's plan has always been to co-create with humanity, but our sin, what? Perverted ambition. So God actually wanted Adam to be ambitious. Do you get? To have a God-like ambition, to have a God-like what? Dream and vision for his life. And that gave sense to purpose. Because many of you are sitting here and you're asking, what is the purpose of your life? Your purpose of your, the purpose of your life must be that of God's. So you must ask God, God, this move that you're doing over the earth, how am I a partaker of it? How am I to be a participant of it? So sin perverted it, and men started to have their own ambitions. We are told of a man called Nimrod who founded a city called Babel. We are told that this city, they came together, and they built a tower. Their plan was what? They wanted to get to the heavens. Their ambition was to build a tower so high because they wanted to get to the heavens. And in Genesis eleven six, 6, the Lord says that let us come and scatter these things because anything they set their hearts to do, that they will achieve. So you can have ambitions, right? But it's either you're building, and, and we're told in Genesis um, later, um, Jacob encounters um, an angel and he builds Bethel. So you can build Babel or you can build Bethel, where Bethel is the presence of God, and Babel is the absent, complete absence of God and just full of man chasing after his own glory. History is filled with men that wanted to conquer the world from Nimrod to Genghis Khan to Nebuchadnezzar to um, Napoleon to Adolf Hitler. Who else? Um, Attila the Horn, who, who else was some of the Gaddafi, um, Saddam, these men, um, Stalin, these men stopped at nothing, killed millions of people. Why? Because they wanted to unify their nation, some of them. At a point, we are told that Genghis Khan ruled 25% of the world's population, and I think he had killed about 10% to achieve this. Where is he now? Where is he now? Dust. If we, I don't know what your plan is this year. If you want to be the greatest whatever what. Is it for your own glory? Is it for another accolade? I was seeing a video of Mike Tyson. Uh, uh, an interviewer was, um, was trying to hype him. And I don't know how many of you have seen this. And he was seeing all his belts. And Mike Tyson was saying these are nothing. He says, they are nothing, is worthless. Imagine the faces he has pounded to achieve all of that, and he's saying it's worthless. Here's the thing. If you, you don't want to get, climb the ladder of success, then realize that you are on the wrong building. You don't want to climb the ladder of success, and you have to start going back down. Whatever it is that you are building for yourself or for your life, is it for the glory of God or for your own glory? We are told that every time man builds for his own glory, he ends up back where he started, unfulfilled. Solomon had 
literally the wisdom of God. He filled his house with treasure. He filled his bedrooms with women. But he says what? Life is meaningless. Life is meaningless. Ecclesiastes is a cautionary tale for us. That if we fill ourselves with the things of the earth, like we will always end up empty. So, we are most satisfied, as John Piper put it, when, we are, when God is most glorified in us. If we chase for the glory of God, that is when we are most satisfied. Because when God is most glorified, that is when we are most satisfied. Amen. So God wants to fill the earth with knowledge of him. He wants to fill, he says that a time is coming where the knowledge of God, the glory of God will what? Will, um, 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 will fill the earth, but it will be like waters that covers the seas. Hallelujah. We have to be part of that. Amen. We have to be part of that. We have to be part of this move that every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every people. And if you, do you know if you go further down, I think verse 20, do you know every tongue, we, we're singing it for some months, do you know every tongue will literally confess that Jesus Christ is Lord? He says, everyone in heaven, under the earth, so in hell, people will finally confess that Jesus is Lord. But of course, that's not going to be our story. Amen. Glory to God. I really hope that you guys are with me and I want you to see what I'm seeing. That the gospel needs to pervade the city and beyond. Glory to God. So you are not just um, the work that you have. God is not just filling your pockets just so that you can buy the next iPhone. Or buy the latest trend or whatever it is. God wants to arm you so that you can be a blessing to others. Because that was the blessing of what? Um, Abraham, he says, through you, I will bless the nations. God is looking forward to you being a vessel he can bless and you can be a conduit to bless others. Hallelujah. So, you should see your, you should take your work seriously. You should go for whatever um, the, the biggest role is. You should think of it and aim for it. It is encouraged. I was watching another interview of Elon Musk and he was saying that he came to a point in his teenage years and early 20s where he was depressed because his life was meaningless. And he read books and he did not find any meaning in life. And he said, probably, what if we learn more about our universe? Then the universe will tell us more about the meaning of life. So his plan of building spaceships so that he can go to Mars is so that humanity can discover more about the universe and to him that may just be so that what can find a sense of meaning why is it that some these geniuses have refused to believe that there is a creator I was asked somebody was asking me what if they go to Mars and they find and they discover aliens they are like great like we'll go and plant a church there Abby We can't plant a church there. Welcome home. Welcome to the tribe Mars. <laughs> Who can't plant a church there? The gospel should prevail, Abby. But why, why do people want, don't want to look that this world is so designed in such a way that it is so specific that it is not an accident? So God's plan has been to co-create with humanity. So he gave us the creation commission in Genesis. And Jesus came and redeemed it and extended it and gave us what we now call the great commission. So we are still called to dominate the earth, but we are called to go and make disciples of all nations, disciples of people's groups. Hallelujah. So I want you to see whatever sphere that you are in, in the creative space, the political arena, the governmental arena, business, finance, whatever it is, I want you to see yourself as an ambassador, that you are representing Christ there, that you are representing the kingdom of heaven there. Amen. Until the gospel is preached to the ends of the earth, until every tribe and every nation 
confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord. Have a godly ambition. Hallelujah. Then there's one last thing I want to say. It didn't happen. You see, all these men that wanted to conquer the world and in some ways conquered the world, none of them came and um, they did not pet people. Do you understand? To like, hey, let me, let me rule over you guys now. Do you understand? They did not, no, 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 no. They took the place with violence. Do you understand? It was, they took over nations with violence. Jesus was saying that from the time of John until now, that many, many have been what? Taking, have been seeking to enter the kingdom and they've been doing that violently. Of course, he's not taking, talking about taking up arms, literal arms. But listen, the call to evangelize, to colonize the world with the gospel of Christ will have to be done with holy violence. Everybody say holy violence. We must see the way God is. That is, <laughs> we must take it up in prayer. And we must, uh, MLK has this um, um, quote. He says that those of us who love peace must organize as effectively as those who love war. So if we are to take the nations, there must be a coordinated plan of attack. Do you know the church, we keep praying, Lord, save me from, um, what are some of the things we pray for? Lord, save me from any in my family that is against me. All your prayers are defensive prayers. Save me, save me, save me, save me. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gospel is an offensive message. And I don't mean, it, of course, it offends people. But I'm talking about we are called to go and take an offensive stance. Do you understand that every time your prayer should not just be save me, God. Save me, God. Every enemy in my village. Every enemy in my my church, every enemy, my workplace, my boss should die, my governor should die, my president should, no, 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 we are called to take an offensive stance, hallelujah, amen, the kingdom will be taken violently, those of us who love peace must organize as effectively as those of us who love war, I preached on the art of war and I preached on spiritual intelligence, one of my friends said, me, I'm a man of war, I'm a preacher of war, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying things as they are that we are at war. Do you understand? And I want us to see that way. Jesus said, my house, he was quoting Hosea. He says, my house should be a house of prayer for what? All nations. All nations. My house, of course, when he was flowing, people now said, but you've turned it into a den of thieves. But I wanted you to just see, I want you to see that Jesus, God, their plan, or God's plan has always been for the nations, for people groups. Amen. Tribe, are we going to take this challenge that we'll have a godly ambition and we will take it with godly violence? Holy ambition and God, holy ambition and holy violence. You must take things up in prayer. Listen, as priests, if you if you if you're not if you don't have the gift of evangelism, pray. If you have the gift of giving, give generously. If you have zeal, be zealous. If the Lord is calling you to serve, to be a leader, go for it. This is not a time to be second guessing. Do you understand? We keep losing people to the enemy. We keep losing territory to the enemy, but the tribe, we are going to say here and no further. We are tired of saying, Lord, save me, but we are going to say, Lord, better save them. We are coming for them. Amen. So if the Lord is calling you to the entertainment space, don't just go there with vibes. If the God is calling you into fashion, don't just go there with vibes. Take it up in prayer. The Lord is calling you in creative space. Take it up in prayer. People must see your works and say, I want to know the God that you serve. Is it not the same Canon camera we are holding? Is it not the same tailors we are using in, where do people use? We'll say. <laughs> it's not the same tailors we are using. 
Why is your product better? My logo is finer. My branding is better than yours. And if you say now God, you will really mean it. Amen. God has given us the grace of ministers and I believe of apostleship here. And let me also define, please, I'm saying not the office, but the gift. That we go into spaces, we pioneer, we break ground, we go in and we go into the wild. We call lost sons back to the Father. Jesus said, I have sheep that are not of these fold. He says, I'm sending you out into the wild. And that is what the tribe will do. Whenever we gather here on Sundays, we gather for strategy. No more games. Hallelujah. No more games. We gather here for strategy. Church time is not for vibes. It is for strategy. This is a strategy meeting. This is a strategy meeting. Hallelujah. I want you to have some of you, some of your prayers are too small. Your prayers are too small. It's not just God, give me rent. You need to, you need to say, Lord, give me, give me land. I want to house the poor. Do you understand? Your prayers are too small. Let me say this. I, I asked one time on the group. I said, there's somebody in this house that I don't know on the WhatsApp group. I said, some of you, maybe the Lord has sent you to divorces. Um, there are people groups, and that's what I mean, that there are people groups that need to be ministered to. So it could just be that you're saying, I want to minister to widows. Do you understand? I want to minister to orphans. I want to minister to prisoners. I want to minister to um, um, widows. I don't, um, divorces. I, I don't know why I'm saying that. But the Lord may give you that call. Please do not say no to it. And this house, as long as it's led by the Spirit of God, I will do my best to, in partnership with God, anoint any move, any expression that the Lord leads us to. Do you understand? Are you with me? Are you with me? Some of you, the Lord will tell you to start ministries or even to start businesses. The business is not so that you can end up on Forbes list. Your dream is too small. It's so that you can arm people, arm families and liberate people from poverty. Because the gospel should liberate people from poverty. The spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Amen. Amen. So you are not just called to build a business so that your brand can be better than the next man's. No, you are different. Your heritage is different. Amen. We must start to see things differently. Tribe, can you stand? And I want you to just pray over yourself this morning. You're consecrating yourself as an emissary, as an envoy, as an ambassador of the gospel of God. And we're going to pray for a few more minutes. If the Lord has called you to a certain space, I want you to pray this prayer with all, all seriousness, all sincerity. And just pray over yourself this morning. And pray that the Spirit of the Lord will anoint you to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. In Abuja, in Lagos, and to the ends of the earth. God's ambition is for the nations. And we will take the nations. No longer we will be taking it with some form of false timidity. Some false humi um, humility. But we will go with a holy violence. Amen. And we start in the place of prayer. We start in the place of prayer, tribe. Open your mouth. I can't hear you. I want you to say, Lord, use me as a vessel unto honor. Use me as an instrument of peace. Use me as an instrument of righteousness. Let me go to the nations. Send me to every tribe, every nation, oh God. For those of you who are creatives, who use your voice, who use your hands, who use your skill, open your mouth and say, Lord, enlarge my territory. Enlarge my borders, oh God. Enlarge my space, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Open your mouth. You are not just an ordinary businessman. You are a priest. You are a king. The Lord is calling you for more. The Lord is calling you for more. The Lord is calling you for more. Your dreams, your prayers must be bigger. Some of you need to start praying for your marriage right now. 
not just because the Lord wants you to enjoy sex no it's more than that God wants that through you a lineage a generation a genealogy of people will be ransomed for his glory so who you get married to is very important start praying now your prayers are important every tribe every nation every tribe every nation Every tribe, every nation, every tribe, every nation. Every tribe, every nation, every tribe, every nation. Hey, <laughs> come on, just pressing. He has made us a kingdom of priests. God is not just interested in advancing your career. He wants to advance your career so you can be a blessing to other people. Pray for yourself, consecrate yourself this morning. Everybody in the room, I need you to partake of this prayer. Even if you're on the cameras, I need everybody to partake of this prayer. Because no more games. We are not playing church here. We are not playing church here. We are not playing church here. God is calling you to be more, to do more, to do more. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and raising the podcast. We love you.